go time ladies and gentlemen welcome to another edition of the world's greatest podcast about video games of course this is weekly game yeah john it's about you too <laughs> weekly games chat this is episode uh number 393 believe it or not that's a lot of them um, and while you downloaded this episode on your favorite podcast source, this is just a reminder that if you wanted to, you could catch us live on twitch.tv. You just search for weekly games chat here. We would be, and then you'd hang out with some first timers. Uh, I want to go ahead and highlight them. I don't know how to say, I'm going to call it J next. This is your second only time watching us live. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so much. And the villain, your first time for making it to our live. So we do like to point that out. Uh, and villain actually said that they are pumped up like Hulk Hogan uh, with a oh yeah brother. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. This is the intro part of the show. My name is Sean, and what we do is we go around the room, we say hello, and then we also um, we also kind of talk about things we're excited for. Or just a quick tidbit, catching up for the week. And late entry, I see Wigan, your first time watching too. What's up? That's what's up. Uh, but let's pivot over to John, who had I really like that shirt, John. Did you? Did you get that from my closet? You look very handsome in that shirt today, sir. Welcome to the show. Um, well, when I woke up and got out of bed, this is what you threw, mm. threw at me. <laughs> Put is that, that a joke about you? Oh, no. You and I. You and I. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember? Uh, I was in a wreck three years ago, apparently, and I'm reminded of that all the time by our good friend Chris, because apparently I'm dumb. <laughs> well, it must not have been that memorable. But uh, but That's hey funny. but hey Sean, uh, first time long time, first time. <laughs> Good to have you on the show, sir. And of course, the uh, master producer himself, Chris. Hello, welcome, my good friend. What up? What it what it what it do? How you doing, man? Uh, Chris, Chris is uh, it's it's kind of cool. I hang out with Chris a lot during the day. Uh, yeah, at times, you know, in case somebody from work's listening, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and that man he gets excited for this which is which is very very cool uh but yeah this is our intro just to remind you again after this will be our official topic uh and we'll give you a time marker on all that if you're i don't know why i'm telling you that you already listened to the show it is what it is uh but let's see what we got this week for the show i kind of want to start off um this show is kind of like a long and winding road you know from when we start to when we finish so uh Let's see what Chris is talking about. I'm not talking about the Beatles song, Long Winding Road. It's probably one of my You're least not. favorite ones. Um, but no, um, so there was a game that came out about a year ago that I started. And then another game came out and blew up the world of gaming. And I went to that and I tried to come back to this one. And I couldn't do it because I had spent about 200 hours of my life in the previous one, and it had pretty much drew everything out of me to beat it. And I put it down to the side. And I picked it up again a little so bit. He put it down. Yeah, he beat it, it and then put it down. Move it to the... Wait, what? So this motion. <laughs> this... Kind of like that. Yeah, so what about, this... Was it this way or this way? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... um. As far as you know, the game I did not beat, I tried a couple of times, and it just there were other things, right? We we consistently are the thing that sucks about being in this podcast, or it's the one thing that sucks is like if you're trying to consistently be on top of everything, 
things just sometimes get left behind. We don't mean to do it. We don't want to do it. John doesn't leave them behind. He's still playing Breath of the Wild, and it's been like eight years, you know, but that's not the point. Mike would uh, say that's just an excuse, Chris. Right, right. Uh, but anyway, you, know, you still haven't gotten the Korok seeds. That's what you would tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then we and then we're like, Mike, well, what do you get when you get all the Korok seeds? I don't know, just something stupid. But you still haven't got them all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting thought you were real gamers, bruh. Um, but uh, no, uh, I tried a couple of times, but it just wasn't. You know, it would get picked up for maybe a night and then get pushed aside because something else, right? And then I got to December, and I actually did get like a good week with it. And I quickly started to get that feeling of like, ah, oh, yeah, this is what, oh, yeah, this is this is oh, what, yeah, this is what <laughs> I like so again. much about the first game, and why I've been missing it, and the whatever problems I was having in the spring when I tried to go back to it, they weren't there. But then, of course, it had to get put down again. And I finally picked it up because I've been telling my friend Mike since, you know, he kind of, our buddy Mike kind of has two modes. He has MMO mode where every single day, that's what he does, right? But he's also had this mode for the last year or so of when he's not in that mode of open world mode. And of course, he went through all the Assassin's Creeds, right? Uh, he just. Oh, he, boy, did he. He just played. Ridiculous. Home. He so just, far that he that he says that I'm not a real Assassin's yeah, Creed. Yeah, you're not the you you were the OG Assassin's Creed guy, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. He he went in and he did Hogwarts Legacy and he platinumed that, right? And did afterwards he, he did. And uh he Ridiculous. Got to, he got to the end of it and sorry, was, ridiculous. And he was just trying to find something next. Like I could see the problems in his eyes because he's going through gay pass and like, you know, if it's not an open world. I hate to tell you this, Mike, 99% certain you're not going to give it, you know, a, a long time to figure out if, if you could actually really get into it. But that's just the way he is. And I, I think me and Sean both said you should go back and do Horizon Zero Dawn, right? And then yeah. play. The, and they had just added the, uh, the new one, uh, Forbidden West, to PlayStation, a, PlayStation Plus. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, you you can play both of those games. You already pay for the subscription. You're good to go. You should go do that. You'll have a lot of fun. And of course, he beat the first one, Platinum, that. And now he's in the middle of the second one. And I got up Saturday morning and I said, I do not want to play Harry Potter today. I do not want to play Atomic Heart today. And so I said, screw it. I just got this new PlayStation uh, Dual Sense Pro, whatever it's called, you know, the yeah, nice one. I was there. Yeah. I was there. I was like, let's let's try her out. Let's go back into Horizon. And I have to say, I've quickly remembered why. Again, it's your game of the year. It's not my game of the year, but I will say this. I think I gave it originally an 8.5 on the show. I haven't beat it yet, and I'm up to a 9 now. And it's it's pretty BA. Yeah, like and I think I mean I want to say, coming from where I was last week and coming this, for me that was what I needed. Like I needed that, and it pulled me yeah. back in that much more. Uh, That's nice. But you know, like I will say, it's going to be a long winding road, which is why I said that to complete it because there are a lot of things. But I think I'm making the commitment here that at least for a couple of hours every weekend, if not when I have free time 
that's what I plan to game on my weekends until I actually do it. And I'll be like John and Sean for once. Like it'll be forever, but eventually I'll get to the end and I'll beat the dang thing. How far are you? I am. I've Has got Aloy died yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, I am, I guess in the part that would be Las Vegas is the best way to say mm. it. Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good place. That's a good one. Yeah. So that's where I am right now. I've put, I'm like, that's, level like, that's like a, that's like jaw, that, that's like it, jaw it, dropping right it there. It really yeah. is. That blew my I, head. I'm happy. Look, no matter the road you took to get there, I'm very happy. Not only that you're playing it, you mentioned our good friend, Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's playing it. It, you know, and, and I, if you remember the game of the year for me last year, I put it at like number five or four. And a lot of people are like, why? I, I don't, I don't remember. I just remember at that moment feeling like God of War was the greatest thing ever. Hence mm-hmm. the the thing it got for me. But well, that, that game saved me from being kicked off this show permanently with my, with a, with a number one game of the year of Gotham Knights. We, <laughs> no, we, we are still let down low key. Cause that was, that it. was, that was going to be my game of the year. You're still on probation. Okay. John, John, if we would have kicked you off the show, would it have hurt when you walked? Uh, well, it would have hurt when I sat down. True. Of course it hurt when I sat down this morning. Oh no. When I left, when I left your house. Oh no. What am I talking about? What? I don't know. (laughs) So I went hiking over the weekend. And I'm not saying this to, I'm not saying this as an opportunity to let the audience know that I do this, but I go to the gym on a regular basis these days. And I was like, when, uh, when, when, when my stepson asked me to go hiking with him, I was like, yeah, man, that's cool. You know, it'll be eight miles. No problem. Eight mile. Better movie. <laughs> Cause I was like, man, I'm, I'm, this'll be great. I'm in shape. No problem. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Those are different I, muscles. <laughs> I told, I told Clarissa, my wife. Your wife. A couple of weeks ago, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm in my 40s. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm in my 40s. Uh, the only time I feel like I'm in my 40s is when I wake up. <laughs> because that first roll out the bed. It's like, it's like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, but, my goodness. Uh, but yeah. me, it was me, Aiden, and his dad, Adam. We all went hiking up in Pine Mountain Trail. Had a heck of a good time. It was awesome. Loved it. But it hurts when I take a step now. <laughs> it just, I mean, and it reminded me that most of what I do in the gym is low impact on my legs. So I'll, I'll do like an elliptical where there's zero impact on, you know, my feet hitting a surface. So I was very much humbled. Um, so, you know, cause I, it hit me, it hit me immediately. We got in the, we got in the car to leave. And when we, when we got back to Columbus, I got out and my pelvis hurt. <laughs> Why does my pelvis hurt? That's, but, uh, it was a good time. We, we were, we were very, uh, we were very, it was good to, I, I'm very lucky in that, you know, I can go with Aiden and his dad on the, on and a it's trip not on, weird. And it's not weird. Yes. I mean, we're, we're good buddies. Everybody gets along, but I do have a side story. I went to my allergy appointment this morning, <laughs> dude, 
pollen is out of control where we old live. old man chat um, oh, I go I go to I go there on a regular basis because when I when I married my beloved wife your wife I've never had cats growing up she she got she said we can we get We're a cat, a cat. I was like, right. yeah of course we can get a cat you're beautiful and I love you and now <laughs> we have four four cats so now I have now I have like a a mild case of asthma that I get treated for and so Dr. Shlanowski, my uh, my allergist said to me shout he out said, to Dr. Shlanowski shout out Good dude. He's a good dude. He said, so, I mean, has your wife noticed, um, over the past, please say ED, please say ED. (laughs) Has your wife noticed over the years, an improvement with your allergies, an improvement with your breathing? And I said, I said, doc, it's hard. It's really hard for her to tell because when I see her, she takes my breath away. (gasps) Oh, And he looked at me like yeah, we got to hey, we got to leave. We'll see you later. <laughs> he looked at me. He looked at me and said, "I've actually never heard that before." <laughs> so, anyway, any that's I like it, and, and you, I I didn't want to start the Zyrtec regiment this early. You know, I know oh, it's dude. about to be March, but it, I have to. I think it's I think it's got to go down. Uh, I am uh, not excited about that. Not excited about the potential allergies, but what I am excited for pivot uh, tomorrow or today, depending on how you either watch this recording or you are listening to this recording, uh, the Mandalorian, the next uh, iteration of that series starts on Disney plus. I've heard of it. That has me very excited. Uh, That's why if you're watching on Twitch, I've got, Grogu kind of chilling back there on the chair. I do little subtle things like that on purpose. How many more uh, episodes are in the in The Last of Us though? Speaking I don't of know. Patreon. Two after, yeah. This next so he's week got, go. We've lost John. Two concurrent shows. <laughs> yeah, we've reached uh, peak Pascal. We're at the top. <laughs> I don't of the think Pascal there's a thing. Meter. Did you actually lose me for like a second? Hey, you froze, second. but you're good. Audio was fine. You're good. Yeah, I'm excited. I you know. Uh, I don't know. Does it, does it drop it? It drops at midnight, right? Like everything else. Or no, it? it drops at three a.m. Oh, so yeah, that's not getting watched tonight. But yeah, all of uh, all of our Mandalorian fans, Star Wars fans, whatever you, Grogu fans, however you want to say it, rejoice! Tomorrow, today, however you want to say it, starts our new journey uh, with the Mandalorian. This is the way, and I cannot wait. Uh, I thought so, it was March third. I I don't know. No, I thought so too. I thought something was March third, but I'm seeing Twitter blow up, and Chris sent me a link, and all. If I'm giving, if I'm giving fake news right now, it will make me so happy. Uh, well, either way, if it's not tomorrow, let's go ahead and clear this up while John fact checks me. It's March soon. 1st. It's March first. It's soon, and I'm, I'm I have the excite for it. <laughs> <laughs> I have the excite. But ladies and gentlemen, yeah, uh, unless the boys have anything else, this was, uh, like we call it the intro, like we said. Uh, hey, so what? Featuring things that have Pedro Pascal. Who asked? There was a person in a trailer I noticed this week for for an upcoming episode of a show that Pedro Pascal's on. Thought that was we should we, we should some people don't watch that we shouldn't tease yeah that's that. that's why I'm not gonna say but uh, so so know. let's say this Chris let's say that if you watch The Last of Us and you've never watched the next week's a little highlight yeah on this last episode do that and see if you can spot who Chris is talking about because it's kind of cool 
especially if you're a fan of the game. We'll just say for that. sure. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, this is part of the sorry, this is the part of the show that is now topic time. And you know, wherever you decided to tune in at, was it did you listen to the entire intro or did you just kind of come straight to here? Regardless, we are here together and we are thankful to all be here. And what I'm gonna do now is what I do every week at this time. I shut up because Chris has to do the proper introduction of this week's topic. You're right. But first I have to adjust the volume on here professional broadcast well you know <laughs> 393 shows right the topic is <laughs> PSV Yeah, it, it, that was that was it. Kind of gave me some chills, man. That was nice. Uh, shout out once again. Uh, this will be funny to certain people, but for the hard work Chris does to put the the music, like the little touch to each each review. Now I I love it, and I love Chris for that. I love you, Chris. Uh, it's here, John. Are you okay? John left. He has enough. He had enough. But it, it's officially here. Um, it I almost can't believe it. Uh, looking back and 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 wondering if it would ever exist uh, mm -hmm. and then actually seeing it at that one event and you're like, okay, will that ever, will we get a release date? Then we get a release date and then the pre-order dates. And then it's, it's like, I'll never forget getting it um, because of, I, you have to order this particular one through PlayStation, right? You cannot just go to the store and get it. And uh, the pre-order, if you guys remember a couple weeks back, I got the update that it would be between the official release date of 222 between that date and 228. So it, it was a, hey, hopefully you get it. Well, PlayStation is top notch. Everything I've ever ordered from PlayStation, by the way, amazing delivery. If you're a PlayStation Plus member, they really take care of you. And I'm sure I, I would hope that Microsoft would be the same way. And I've never officially ordered anything from Nintendo. So in this particular instance, I just wanted to give a shout out to Sony for its... uh. It's excellent customer service and delivery. But yeah, I got it on day one. And it was one of those things where you're you're tracking it, you know, and they delivered it via UPS. And uh I knew I at that day at lunch, I was like, I I, I gotta go somewhere close. My wife was home. Your wife. Thank you. <laughs> and I was like, Can you watch the ring to make sure we don't miss it? And so I went somewhere really close, came back, and and it, it was a little bit after that that I, for some reason I just glanced at my ring. My doorbell never rung and the alert didn't go off, but I saw the guy walking away. So, you know, imagine me just sprinting to my front door because I thought it was a, we're not giving you this till you sign it situation. Uh, but no, it was just right in front of my door. So I tripped over it to tell him, hey, I'm here. Uh, that was a whole other thing because then I'll go down and pick it up and I'm I'm excited guy. I'm like, hey, thank you. You're amazing. Dude has on like iPad Pro or sorry, EarPod Pros, he doesn't even hear me. AirPod Pros, Sean. 
And finally, when he's driving away, he does the quick glance and he sees me. And so he kind of has to lean back and almost wreck the UPS truck uh, <laughs> to wave at me. So uh, it was very cool. Uh, there were folks that got to see me unbox it. And, you know, if, if you if you care at all about this or were curious, there's a thousand unboxing videos out there. But there's not one with your boy, Sean. I did love record good, it. Love a good unboxing. I love, dude, I love a good unboxing, right? Op- open up that box. Oh. <laughs> no yes. telling what's inside that box. There's no Even telling, You bro. knew exactly what was inside that mm-hmm. box. And it's funny you say that because as I was opening all the things, it was you get excited because you're seeing the things you saw other people open. It's, it, wasn't, it was it amazing. Wasn't yours, though. It wasn't yours. Yeah. They're really funny. There's one video, and I'm not sure if I'll post it, but the joke is, so PlayStation sends it in a brown box, and then inside the brown box is a PlayStation box. Like, And, and you can kind of see me on Twitch right now. You know what I'm talking about. The white boxes with the blue label across the top, PlayStation icons all around it. That box, that's the box inside the brown box. I could not get that thing out. And I was like, okay, well, then I got it out. Well, then the next box is inside the PlayStation box. It's just a white box. So it's three. It's a box and a box and a box. I knew the white box is the one that the VR is in, and it's got like sort of a lid maneuver. So you got to be careful pulling it out or it'll pop open. That's the video where I really could not get it like out. It was insane. So uh, eventually get it out. And everything's packaged nice and cool. And I want to give you a big, a big. Uh, if you end up buying one of these, don't throw away the white box that the headset came in. They specifically have stated that it can be used as a storage device box situation uh, until they come out with official, you know, whatever that you have for your PlayStation. So shortly, we end up going. We go to the setup, right? And you've heard about all this thing, the things you got to get used to. There's only like one cord. How amazing is that, Sean? Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I specifically, leading up to the release, was playing my PSVR, my original, uh, with the little processor box. It had wires everywhere. Um, It just seemed heavier and more convoluted than this does. And part of that could be because, like, if you wanted to hook up headphones with the PSVR 1, you could not hook up wireless headphones. So you always had to have something plugged in to the unit. Um in the little headphone jack and, and the the headphones that came with it, they kind of sucked to be quite honest. And you always wanted, you know, as gamers call them gamer headphones, at least when you played games. So that was another wire. It, it seemed heavier. The wire that it had it, that was hooked to the box. I don't know why it just did. So I was very interested to see how that would end up playing out. <clears throat> and what's really cool is it just plugs into the, to the USB C on, on the, front of or no just a usb on the front of or on the back i guess how you want to of your ps5 super easy uh there you go i i don't i don't remember uh how to explain how when everything was set up i remember that it was just very 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 easy i think i streamed it in our discord chat and i, I immediately was drawn to how really uh, mind-boggling the playstation vr2 can do things for you like it sets up your room and if you've watched videos on it or you've tried to hear people talk about it, I'm just going to be another talking head. But, like, the headset has external cameras, so it kind of captures the layout of your, of your room so it can tell what a wall is, it can tell what an object is, and it can tell where your floor is. And that really helps you get a precise uh, gameplay, you know, kind of experience whether or not you stand or you sit. Uh, so I was very 
very excited to see how that played out. I was very excited to see how the eye tracking turned out and, and the new controllers and the haptic feedback and everything. So uh, when I put it on, it's very, uh, if you've ever put on a PSVR one headset, you, you know that that thing is considered like one of the most comfortable VR headsets, or maybe you, you never put one on, but you've heard that. And that's because like, it doesn't have processor type stuff in it. It has like your goggles, you know, the, the lenses, uh, that's about, that's about it that it has in it. And PlayStation has this really, really good design where it, it kind of, it just balances well. And I think part of that is because it's not too hefty. Um, but so I was looking forward to how that was. And, and I said it side by side, you know, to my other PSVR and it's not much different. If that makes sense. As far as size, I, I believe the PSVR twos facial part is a little, little smaller, a little different. Um, and there are things like the, they call it the hood, I believe. And that's the thing that covers your eyes from the side and on the bottom. The PSVR one was notorious for having leakage at the bottom. <laughs> leakage is, you can see light coming in, right? This one, this hood is like an accordion style and it's dark, like full immersion. And of course it, you can immediately tell the difference on the panels, the LCD panels. They were amazing. Like it's, Kind of like John when we turned on the switch, um, the pro. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Like how we had held a switch forever, but when we cut that bad boy on, you're like, oh my god, I didn't know Metroid, you know, Dread could look this good. Like what the? That's how that was. It was awesome. And 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 it, another little cool touch that Sony does every time you cut it on, uh, it does this vibration thing, it, and you can almost hear it if that makes any sense. And what you're feeling is they're, they're newly introduced haptic feedback to the actual headset itself. So I was interested to see how that was going to play out because I, I actually got my PlayStation bundled with the Call of the Mountain game. And uh, yeah, I can go ahead and say, and I'll get into that possibly later, but the headset knows when to vibrate during epic moments that would make sense. And so it's like literally the headset itself will vibrate. It, it has a rumble feature. It's very. It's like a haptic rumble is the best I can describe it. Yeah, it adds immersion. So like if if you're dodging something that like a rock's thrown at your head, you'll feel the vibration on the right side where the rock hit behind you. So your helmet. <laughs> your helmet. <laughs> I'm halfway into the second one. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> your headset has has vibration and no leakage. And Exactly. My helmet has no leakage or vibration. How many, how many times... Yeah. Have you busted? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, what's another really cool feature that the first unit didn't have uh, was a standalone button or option to push and see the room. Oh, for, for our MetaQuest users, uh, Oculus users, it it had a feature that you could do and you could see the room. Awesome! That way, when you're like spun around or you need somebody walks in, you can see what you're doing. PlayStation now has a button you can cut it on and boom, you see the world in that like black and white grainy look so you can kind of see what's going on. Amazing. So the last time I had a VR headset on, I was at Chris's house. Yep. Looking at his uh Oculus. Right. So tonight I'm gonna come on over. I wish you would. Put on your helmet. Yes. Put my helmet on your there, head. There that is something loose. I should, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Because I got a dog. <laughs> Sean, I can't get it to quite fit. I should tell There's you. There's leakage. Um, 
before I come over there, I I just want you to know I have pink eye. It's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Did somebody fart in your face? On my pillow. <laughs> on your pillow. Another really cool thing that the headset has. Uh, before, like, so your eyes, right? The middle of your eyes. Uh, I don't. I think it's called your pupillary distance. Does that sound right? <laughs> oh no, but I love it. Yeah, it's 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 the middle of both your eyes. Like, there's a distance. Yeah. Chris, you have to do, go your, in, do your eye feature. <laughs> you'd have to go I'd into have the to PlayStation and adjust the eye tracking. It would take pictures of your eyes, and you would have to move it to the center. <clears throat> it seems very archaic now. The PSVR two has like this. What do you call it, Chris? Like a wheel knob yeah. on the top? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just it moves the lenses left or right, and it gets yeah. to where it's very clear for you very easy. And it's it's super amazing. It's I love kinda, it. I mean, like, in retrospect, it's like I don't think people realize just how much Sony kind of duct taped things that they had to make yes. the original PSVR work. Right, you know, like, that's a that's a perfect way to describe. Yeah, it. like the the light sticks, uh, and of course, using the PlayStation camera for the tracking and all that. Yep. You know, like a lot of what you're talking about now is like you know, finally you have a version of this that can work on a console that, you know, eventually you hope so, right? Yeah, <laughs> that um, you know that that's finally on par, I would say, with like where the Oculus, the main Oculus, has been these last couple of years. Um, yeah, and then, for sure. You know, probably what we'll get also, I'm sure with the, the new meta quest that's rumored to be coming later this fall. Yeah. The quest three is supposed to be coming out. People don't know the mm-hmm. price point or anything. And you know, a lot of people, and I'm going to kind of pivot into what you said when the PSVR released, it cost a little bit of money, but one of the things people talked about, I remember vividly was, and I, cause I was, I bought it, right. I was an early, not an early adopter, but later on. And, it was almost like outdated tech before it even released. And that was part of what Chris talked about. They they kind of duct taped things together. This is like not. This is good stuff. Uh, and so that's kind of why you're paying the price tag that you're paying for it. Uh, and, and I do want to riff on that for a minute because you'll watch, you'll watch videos potentially. Um, and all the videos always talk about how you got to pay $500 for a PlayStation 5 and then $600 or $500 for the PSVR. That's $1,000. Quit assuming people don't have $1,000. Quit assuming that people that want to buy this can't buy this. It drives me insane. And when I make my YouTube channel, that's the guy I'm going to be. I'm going to be like, this is how much it is if you want it. If you want it, you can get it. And I'll probably queue up a song that I'll get copyrighted for. Um, but the eye tracking, I, I got an experience with that on all the games. It's at first it's like how is this doing this? You're not you're not used to uh when you play a VR uh, whether it be PlayStation or what have you, like you turn your whole head to look. And like if you just use your eyes sometimes the way the screens would be, it possibly would get a little blurry, right? It wouldn't look quite right. So you learn how to turn your head really fast. Uh the eye tracking, it actually in the setup for it, it sets up you just to kind of look around in a circle and it now sees your eyes and you can literally uh, I'm playing the Call of the Mountain game, and I'm like, all right, I want to play the game. I look at play the game. I, I want to load. I want to sit down. I look at sit down, and boom, 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 boom. I bring that up because there are going to be games that are coming out that are going to take advantage of that, specifically like in the horror genre, um, where uh, an aesthetic is going to be you're in a room, and you blink, and you're going to blink naturally because you blink, people. I don't know if you know this. 
Something in the room now is going to come closer to you, but they're only going to continue to come closer to you when you blink. That's an episode of Doctor Who, Sean. It's called, Possibly. It's called Don't Blink. But Doctor Who sucks. <laughs> so they're literally stealing a plot line. Don't, don't blink. <laughs> but that's, it's, I can see this technology kind of really setting the bar on certain games. And like I said, it's really scary games that could be pretty dope. Um, our good friend Acid Sugar was hanging out with me. And I joked that I had uh, disfoveated renderings, amazing. And he was like, "Quickly, hey man, you can't, you can't see the foveated rendering, because <laughs> uh, that's a big thing that this unit is doing. It's, 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 it's a thing where, basically, where you're looking is where they focus all of the resolution, and they lower the resolution where you're not looking, and that kind of ties in with that whole eye tracking thing. Yeah, totally amazing. Um, the only the only thing I kind of didn't like about this experience from the initial day I got the PlayStation until you know today really is is the uh, controllers kind of came not charged. I was like I was very excited to see these new age controllers. Uh, they didn't come charged. They were, I had to very like charge them to even play the thing for the first time. But I, I love these controllers. These feel more like what we what we would think as VR controllers, if that yeah, makes sense. The meta type stuff and Oculus yeah, ones. For sure. And that's mm-hmm. such a such a great leap. And Chris highlighted the way that the old PlayStation Move controllers were. This headset actually likes it if there's more light on. That's how cool it is. The cameras on the front of the headset can see your hands better. Yeah. Uh, you don't have leakage. Uh and it's like, hey, you can play with the lights on. The old days, like you had to play the lights off, and even then the lights wouldn't connect right. It was it was a pain in the you know what, uh, but it's awesome. So like so far, I've played uh, Call of the Mountain. Um, I've played another game called Townsman VR. That one's not new to VR. I think it's it it just got kind of ported over to PSVR. That game is it's so cool. Uh, and I've also I teased it to John, and I'll go ahead and tease it now. I sent John a text message. Um, and John really liked my text message because it was basically the flame of a candle, and then I moved it down. I had told him I did something, and I moved it down slowly to the cover art for the box of Resident Evil Village. You should post it on Discord. It you was think so? it was art. It was pure <laughs> art. It may go on. It may go on. Presentation was beautiful. But uh, the reason I bring that up now is because I think I'm planning on streaming that in VR. So. Oh. That should make you happy, John. <laughs> I'm going to be a nervous wreck, uh, but we shall see. You're going uh, to fall in love with Lady Dimitrescu. I might. Yeah, can I, I borrow I that? And uh, I promise I'll wipe it down. <laughs> it's good. Um, it's good. It's, oh. yeah, it's fine. What you drinking, by the way? This is a... Uh, I don't want to say this out loud. Okay. But I'm going to. It was in the fridge, and they were drinking it the other night. It, it's a... It's it a great? hard, it's a hard black cherry, Mike's <laughs> lemonade, <laughs> and it tastes amazing. Oh, love Why that! Does my door just pop open. Oh, that scared me to death. We're talking about Resident Evil, uh, but I will say this, and of course, hey, you got to spend more money. If you <laughs> have a PlayStation, your PlayStation came with a USB cable to charge your controller. When you buy the PSVR two, it's going to come with a cable to charge your controllers. You now have two cables that will charge both of your controllers. I highly suggest buying the PlayStation VR 2 um, Sense Controller Charging Dock. Uh, if you watch something like Kind of Funny when Greg Miller unboxed his or any of these other videos, 
PlayStation sent this particular charging station along with the PlayStation VR2 kit. And now I, I quickly saw why. So I went and ordered it from PlayStation and it has been a lifesaver. It's got just a quick heads up. If you've ever used uh, charging cradles or if you want to call them, sometimes you have to plug an, an adapter into your controller you're going to charge. And then that adapter would sit in the charger. It does that here too. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this up now and say that it's the, I think it's the best headset I've ever felt comfort, comfortability wise. Is that a word? Sure. Uh, I'm excited to now. see, I'm excited to see what else I get, uh, out of this game is, or system as far as games. And I am beyond happy that I'm an early adopter of it. I think it's amazing. And, and as far as the unit, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a score on the PSVR two as a unit, what you get, um, uh, and the user experience so far, and uh, it's a full ten. This is this is amazing. It's it's very exciting to see where where they can go with this for sure. I'm going to shut my door really quick. Sean, is it possible, Chris, that uh, PSVR two is going to end up on his game of the year list? <laughs> it's going to have to. Just the it, unit. Number Not one, the... Harry Hogwarts Legacy. Number two, PSVR. Number three, <laughs> PSVR. Number two, PSVR two. <laughs> no, it's it's fantastic. And anybody who's listened to this show knows I'm the resident VR fanboy. Uh, I, I understand it's a niche market. Um, yeah. More and more people got their hands on one when the Oculus had a really good entry price point. Uh, and then for whatever reason, I think mostly because they don't put out games. Uh, that helps. People kind of... They kind of set it down for a little while, but look, I'm going to now pivot and give you guys a surprise. Um, I'm going to go ahead and review Call of the Mountain too. Oh, hold on. I did not the, see uh, that coming. Uh, hold on, hold on. The topic okay. is... Uh... Horizon Call of the Yeah, we're going to give you guys a, a secondary bundle topic for this week. You're welcome. It was free. Uh, yeah, I told you and I hinted that I got Call of the Mountain bundled with my PSVR 2. Uh, this game was a day one launch release. Uh, a lot of people thought this was what was considered the system seller so far. Uh, again, it's available, I believe, standalone via digital download. And it's also, of course, in the bundle edition. Um, so just to give you a quick little rundown on what I felt about that so far, because that is primarily what I've been playing. Uh, the game is not a sequel in any way to either Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon Forbidden West. So uh, I'm going to say that you don't have to have played those games to enjoy this game. I will say that I think I have benefited from playing the other two games because I get some of the references because I played the other games, but nothing to do with story. Does that does that make sense? Question. Yeah. I think it's. I think this is the question of the day, mm -hmm. and I think it's what everybody in the audience wants to know. By your estimation, how tall is Aloy? Well, I wasn't going to admit that Aloy was in the game, but you just did. So f it. Um, she. The, so if you if you the trend on what is this game if you followed it you'd quickly see that they people are kind of shocked on how short Aloy is in the game 
in game, she's shorter than me, but not like short, short, if that makes sense. And to be fair, Sean has literally two people that he sees on a daily basis, women, (laughs) that one of them is about the shortest I think any of us knows. uh, And, you know, his wife, uh, wife who's also not really, you know, coming in. Uh, yeah, you know, she I don't says even know if she's hitting the five. She's kind of like she's kind of like Bryce Young, like the the you know the resume says five one, but we all know, <laughs> <laughs> we all know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I will say she's I, I I I'm very close to the end. I will say she's mesmerizing. It's kind of. In the same way, if you guys, anybody who's listening, if you haven't listened to this, you don't know this reference, but when I saw Darth Vader in VR, mm-hmm. remember I kind of hinted on like, <gasps> wait, Darth Vader's in VR? Yeah, in Vader Immortal. Um, and I was Spoilers. like, Spoilers. It was amazing. <laughs> so seeing Aloy, Aloy, it was amazing. It was it was amazing. And it's very cool because uh, this game is, is uh, made by Guerrilla Games. So, you know, they... The tie-in is they made both the original Horizon games, and they um they partnered with Fire Sprite, which is kind of known for making VR games. So that it was, was like that was Sony's big purchase for VR. Like they yeah. they hunted the studio out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you got to wonder if it was because they're like, we need you to make this game with this company to do this. It kind of makes sense in hindsight. Uh, like most VR games that I've played, and I'm going to say most because not all VR games are like this. Uh, you do play in the first person mode or view, however you want to call it, uh, and you play as a new character. You come to know his his name is Rias, um, and you come to find out that Rias was uh, previously. You're going to know this lingo if you know the Horizon world. You were previously a Shadow Carja, John. Uh, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but I'll give you a rundown real quick for anybody who forgot what Shadow Carja was. We first saw them in Zero Dawn. And they were made up of Karja, who wholeheartedly supported the former Sun King uh, Jaron's war uh, against all of the other tribes. And so basically, if you fell to them, you fell under Shadow Karja control. So they were kind of like bad. And now you're one of them. Uh, and, and the intro to this game is probably one of the most epic intros I've ever had ever. Uh, it, it, it's largely what we've seen in the preview of the game, uh, where you're kind of on that boat and stuff happens well i'm gonna go ahead and tell you i cannot think of something it's it's tied one of the most epic things i've ever seen in ever is a tall neck in vr and then this tall neck in the intro literally walks over me it was quite amazing i couldn't believe it um but basically shortly after that you you set off on an adventure uh and you're going to see some familiar faces that kind of usher you on your adventure uh, because there's a new threat to the Sundom, and you got to go take care of that. Um, and I'm going to say, and it's already been kind of alluded to one of them that you see, kind of the big one possibly, but along this adventure, uh, you're going to see some familiar faces if you're familiar with Zero Dawn or Forbidden West. But again, you do not need that game for this story at all. Um, I, I'm going to say during this adventure, I've definitely got what I call VR chills, and that's like I told you earlier, meeting Darth Vader in VR or seeing a Aloy, it's kind of awesome. The best weapon, I think, by far in the game is the bow and arrow, or the bow, because you, you equip multiple arrows. Uh, and it's kind of cool. Uh, you guys remember how you would get, like, shock arrows 
or you have to like you, you find pieces and you have to craft them. It's kind of cool. And say I find like six pieces of shock arrow, I craft one and it gives me six in my inventory. It's kind of kind of awesome. Um, you do get other weapons along the way. I don't really want to spoil those, you know, just because that's not what I'm in the business to do. You end up having to use some over and over. Some you have to backtrack. So if maybe if you got it on the first or second level, you end up having to do it on the sixth or seventh level because they've added elements to uh, your adventure. But, you know, one thing I, I, I didn't quite, I guess, put into perspective, uh, the game is called Call of the Mountain. And I do a lot of climbing up mountains. Like you have lot. some, you have some sore arms. That's for sure. I've uh, seen it. People don't I, listen. I think I could start off and like do exercises in VR. People think I'm crazy, but if you go from somebody who does no work like that, no physical work, and you start VR and stuff, you could burn some calories potentially. And I it, think that's why that market in general is, has some successful titles. It would be like if you never went hiking and you just decided to go on an eight point. <laughs> and then your pelvis hurts, hike. and you're like, yeah. "What did I do?" Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny uh that that's not a knock for me though like i do have one knock and and this is kind of common when you see the internet uh what people kind of say about it is i didn't quite realize that the game is a pretty linear experience and the first time that i i kind of ran across that um when you when you're at your main when you're at your main hub you, you go to this table of missions that you're going to be able to kind of go to. And only the one that is next is always highlighted. And, you know, kind of going through the, get to, through the levels, there are some things that you kind of, you, you miss. Like there's a, for example, in this game, there's these targets that each level has a designated number. You end up getting a trophy for the first level that you get all of these targets. Uh, and then you actually get another trophy if you get all the targets for each level, right? But you can't, I don't know how to go back to the levels yet. Maybe that unlocks after I finish the story. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know because I'm still in the story. Um, you, it, it, What's cool though is it, while it's linear, when you get to certain points in the game and you have to go back to home base, the, it, it at least lets you fast travel to do that. And I thought about John the first time that happened because, you know, that's our funny, our shtick. Um, but yeah, the game does have things like collectibles, and and if you miss them, you miss them. I don't I don't know how that's going to end up working out yet. Um, can you platinum VR games? Yes, okay, one hundred percent. Have I ever? No. <laughs> It'd be hard, yo. Uh, one that I was going to shoot for was Moss Two, and that thing is hard. That's really? Yeah. Um, Do you want it, to think it? Is it yeah. hard for you or hard? Just maybe, just for me, because. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but that's really, that's honest to God, really the only knock I have on the game is that it's linear. Uh, I love that it gives me the ability to play either standing or uh, sitting down. Uh, there's not really much of a difference. Uh, and it is it is actually um, awe-inspiring, amazing. If you take the time to kind of stop at certain points and look at the scenery of the game. Uh, for my friends, I've, I've streamed it on Discord. Some of them have kind of looked at it, some have not. In the game... It's so fun, and, and if you remember Chris when he talked about uh, the game he played on Steam, Half-Life Alex, he was like, man, if more games would come out and they would be AAA games in the VR experience, this would be amazing. Because yeah. if you remember, he loved that game. It was am- The whole element of that whole scene he talked about, having to hide from the month, the, what was it that you had to hide from? I had to hide from Jeff. 
right from from it with Chris said he was terrified. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's an immersion that happens that you can't. I'm sorry, you just can't get on what I what flat games. You just can't. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like the game is is a perfect marriage uh, for a newcomer and for a seasoned old vet like myself. Um, the landscape, the game is beautiful. The graphics look good. It plays well, and I think that quality, like we alluded to earlier, is because PlayStation was able to marry Gorilla with Fire Sprite. And it kind of kept everything that we know about the Horizon universe, you know, as as that. So that's kind of where I want to leave it. I don't want to spoil too much on it. Uh, and from what I can tell, it's not the longest game ever, like most VR games, but it's got some... I've been playing it since release day, a couple hours a day, and I think I have three or four more levels to go, if that tells you anything. So there you are with that. So uh, I'll go ahead, and if you guys... Do you guys have any questions for me? I don't want to leave it. John says it's going to be a 10. <laughs> back to back be a 10. 10. Yeah, right? So top three are now 10. No, it's already set. Your top three is already set now until MetaQuest 3 releases this fall. Then that will probably go to number two. I, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't feel like it's perfect, uh, but I think it's, it's a must play if you own a PSVR 2. Uh, I think it's a must play if you are a Horizon fan who's thinking about getting a VR. This is this is good for you. Um, it does bother me quite a bit that I can't kind of just go explore how I want to. There mm-hmm. is this particular mode. Let me see if I can find it. I think it's kind of like a theat- theater mode mm-hmm. where or river mode. Um, I don't. It was made for you just to kind of enjoy the. Uh, the experience of, of being in the, in the world that call of the mountain is, mm-hmm. uh, let's see if it's called river mode. It would be nice if you're saying it's a very linear path. Like even if it's not in this game, maybe do an update for either, um, maybe both even like take a, take the major city from the first game and take one of the major cities from this game, uh, or from, um, uh, Forbidden West and just let you like render that one big open area, right? And no combat, no nothing, but maybe just like kind of have an interactive experience where you could go walk around and actually see what this world looks like and, you know, maybe go out to a valley and casually watch. Yeah. Know, just kind of, of gigantic the, the, ones go by you. <laughs> the, the I will say when you come across machines the first time, mm-hmm. holy Lord uh oh my goodness uh it is you so when you play the watcher just no or you play it and you see watchers in the regular game you're like ah oh, just shoot them in the face it's fine yeah. they won't see what i'm doing i can hide in this grass all right come in vr and look at a watcher it's it's that starts off as terrifying so imagine all of the other machines that we know exist in horizon yeah and yeah i've been fighting those and it's been fun um, yeah. I will say there is always a tail because normally you'll climb or end up on an area and it's a classic fighting arena. Um, so you kind of know that a fight's coming, but yeah, I watched it, you fight a uh, bellow back and you know, it's one thing to handle those in the game. It's another thing when you're just watching this creature, that's like probably, I don't know, 15, 20 foot tall, just, you know, going back and forth, spraying fire everywhere. 
And, and it's funny because that that mechanic, if you get lit on fire, you have to like move your arms like a that that like was a the chicken fight. back and forth. So, so we'd watch Sean. We'd just be watching. He's fighting this thing, and all of a sudden, you see him go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's how you put fire out. Just just do that that motion. <laughs> it it you do that with electricity too. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but yeah, the game's not. It's not perfect, so it's not going to be a ten. And then there is some like, there's something to the fact that like. There is there is a mixture of climbing and fighting and different weaponry and different, you know, different there's a lot of different stuff going on, but sometimes it feels a little out of rhythm, but it still doesn't take it away that it's a great game. Uh it really is. So it's not a 10, it's a nine. We're gonna give it a nine. Um, which is a high mark. I understand it, but I mean when you get the creator of the original two games partnered up with a VR creator, it's going to be pretty awesome. So there you go. You're welcome for that free tidbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you got any questions about the PSVR 2, hit me up and we'll uh, we'll discuss it. And, of course, you can do that in our email, which you're about to hear in just a little bit. So with that said, there you go. We did it. Yay. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News. <laughs> Just a mess. Well, that was a magical topic, Sean. But let's talk about some magical sales. Oh, that was pro, buddy. Right. That was nice. That's going to sound good in post production, <laughs> huh? Cutting it all out right now. <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy has sold more than 12 million units since its debut. Uh, This makes for the biggest launch ever for Warner Brother Games. The news was a highlight in an otherwise dismal financial report as Warner Brothers Disney reported a loss of two or discovery. Sorry, uh, report a loss of two point one billion dollars. That's that's a lot. That's that's not chump change. Uh, the game touted 850 million in sales globally and 1.28 million peak of concurrent viewers on Twitch, which is a record for a single player game. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I'm guessing that means we're going to get a sequel. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know what's funny? I read today that this technically Well, they haven't they haven't officially confirmed it. But this is technically, possibly, technically, possibly, not canon. Yeah, I think they've said. I mean, I thought I've heard that. Yeah, I wouldn't somewhere. care if it's canon or not. I would. Why? Because I think it should be canon. It's that amazing. It is. It has, quite amazing. It has reignited what. Fantastic Beasts failed to do to generate fantastic interest in it. To me, it's reignited the franchise. I don't know. Call me crazy, but I think it has. Yeah, Fantastic Beasts sucked. The the first one was actually pretty good. It was Uh, all right. Yeah. I didn't hate the second one. The third one was probably the. But uh, yeah, I just. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't think. uh, I I think this just should somehow be. You can incorporate this into canon by just saying the person that represents your avatar existed in the timeline. You don't have to say what he was exactly. You could say he or she was lost. The records are lost on 
in Hogwarts about who this character was and what he looked like or she looked like. I'm, Other than that, I just think it should be canon. But I don't. I, I was curious. I meant to look at this, Chris and Sean, mm-hmm. to see where. I just keep going back to Elden Ring as far as a surprise hit, sure. as far as how, how how it exploded at the beginning of last year. Oh, it's it ex- oh <laughs> exploded all over your face. I'm curious. I'm curious where I, I can't remember where Elden Ring was two weeks in. It sold like. Um, 10 million by June. So, I mean, I don't like to me, it's not a surprise that this was a huge hit. Like Harry Potter is one of the biggest franchise. We're talking about one of the few franchises that's not called Marvel or star Wars that whenever they release a movie, even though it's not the core Harry Potter segment, it could still make a billion dollars. Right. Um, I got, so. I, I got to push back on that with, with the performance of Harry Potter fantastic beast over the past couple of years mm-hmm. in theaters it seemed to me like interest in the sure and and with, and with jk rowling being sort of um kind of a kind of a ideological curveball i don't and and how avalanche was a very untested developer as far as games of this scope and wb not really having the best um show of sales over the past couple of years. And we'll get to something else for, you know, later in the show, but I, I didn't see that. I didn't see it as an inevitability that we'd be seeing 12 million units sold in two weeks, much less five. I would have been surprised by five. Maybe not that high, but given the fact that you've seen it literally at the top of the steam charts since the beginning of January, that, that was the indicator to me. Like there, if there was any doubt how well this was going to do now, is it going to go on to sell, you know, like where it ends up being one of the top 10 selling games of all time, like the classic red dead redemption two. Um, I don't know about that. Why did you bring that up? Well, because you know, it is John, (laughs) uh, but, (laughs) unlike call of duty that came out the same year. Uh, but you know, (laughs) you know, but besides that, like, that's not the the surprise. Like there was never a part of me that questioned, will this sell a good boatload of you? Just like star Wars Jedi survivor. I have zero doubt, regardless of reviews, the way people, you know, the fact that that game is coming out right off of Mandalorian, the fact that, you know, people love star Wars and it's one of the most profitable franchises and people like the first game. I think that game will do just fine. Now we'll, to 12 million? No, but I probably could bank it somewhere in the realm of 5 to 10 million, you know, and I don't know it's not the same as something like Elden Ring where before about the top you'd gotten from from software games was what like somewhere 2 to 5 million in that realm, you know, like that's that was the thing that was so weird. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I said, I don't know. I kind of thought this was going to be a big game from the jump because I started seeing marketing for it in places that you don't always see games being marketed. At least not every game. The big ones you see there. I mean, I think it was on like the Food Network that Hogwarts Legacy was coming out. Yeah. I was like, uh, I was like what? Mm-hmm. I was watching Golden Girls going to sleep. Hey, don't forget to pre-order Hogwarts Legacy coming out this Friday or whatever. I was like, I'm just trying to watch the Golden Girls and go to sleep. So... 
is what it well, is. Remind me, Chris, where was Red? Where, where's Red Dead Two on this? On is it top 15? ten now? Is it? What's uh, that? It's at fifty-two million now. Fifty-two million. Yeah. I bet you. You really want to make that? Uh uh-uh, uh, dude. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh there's no... I'm gonna read the second piece of news now. Yeah, because there's really, really uh... no pivot from this. <laughs> uh you are you predicting uh, yeah, are you predicting a fatality for Red Dead? Speaking of WB <laughs> games, uh we've got word that Mortal Kombat 12 could be coming out in 2023. Uh, Mortal Kombat 12 is set to release in 2023, making it a big year for fighting games and an even bigger year for WB Games. According to earnings, uh, an earnings call statement, quote, and there's lots more to come, including the highly anticipated Mortal Kombat 12 and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. <clears throat> games also set for release this year with ambitious launch projections. Now that goes along with uh, Street Fighter 6. Yeah. Which actually, you know, was starting to look really good. Hashtag Cami. But um, <laughs> plus uh, Tekken 8, I think, is supposed to... Pos- I don't know if they've said it officially, but I think it. there's a good chance it's coming out in 2023. That gives this, ki- this kind of like the, 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 game, the fighting game trilogy is, you know, kind of poised to compete with each other in 2023. I don't know if that's... I don't know if that's ever happened in the same year, but I'd Probably. have to I'd have to check with my news team and uh, get back to you next week. This just in: Smash Brothers fans are saying um, it's a quadruple titty. Quadruple yeah. Soul titty. Caliber fans also have. <laughs> that's that's what John said. Somebody write that down. <laughs> quadruple titty. Love it. Yeah, I've. I've I heard that NetherRealm wasn't too uh, pleased that basically without any warning whatsoever that they just let this out as a tidbit because they haven't announced this game. They hadn't done a reveal. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it's an earning it call. By the way, yeah, by the way. It's kind of it's kind of like how uh, at the time the president of Nintendo said, and Smash Brothers is coming. And then, you know, Sakamoto yeah. goes, well, I guess I'm making Smash Brothers now. <laughs> <laughs> Just Whoa. look around. That's awesome. Hey, man, yeah. uh, I don't think it's in the news anywhere, anywhere, but, like, can if you find a copy of Metroid, can you buy it for me? I'll, I'll send you the money for Dude, it. Dude, I was going to put it in there. Dude, I can't find it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, on that, eBay, it's all the scalpers got it up to like a hundred dollars. I'll take it on the chin for that. That was actually newsworthy that I just kind of decided to leave. No, it no, out. no chin. I'm, I literally was telling you because I know you'll look for it. Yeah, I don't know why so, I just squirreled and thought about that. Amazon has delayed pre-orders uh, for the physical copy all the way to April. Mm. Really? Yeah. Me and Andrew were trying to uh, find it because I was like, he. It was one of those things where he was. It's got to be out there somewhere. Hey, Sean, did you everywhere. know there's this thing called an eShop? And you can I don't want to buy it. Then. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> man. Amazon, maybe Amazon's out in the forest looking for these copies. Hey, man, I was I appreciate wow. that. Maybe I should be a son of the forest and Ooh. find it there. Oh. Uh, after only 24 hours in early access, Sons of the Forest has already sold over 2 million copies. Outselling Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Negative 50. According, according to End Night Games, here's a quote. 
Thanks to those who have joined us in our early access journey into Sons of the Forest. We have sold over 2 million copies in the first 24 hours, and we are very excited for what we have in store for players in the coming weeks. That's the end of the quote. Sons of the Forest is an open-world survival horror game that sends players to a remote island with dangers lurking around every corner. According to concurrent player charts, the game has over 350,000 users playing at once on a little platform we know as Steam. Independent place. A little independent place <laughs> called Steam. Yeah. Um, of all the, like, PC games that are coming that are strictly PC, like, it, it is weird in our kind of group. Because, like, I think if you actually go mainly to games media and you're looking at that, they're primarily focusing on the consoles, right? The big three and their releases and things that are on those. And it's things like this that quietly are just lurking out there. And you just don't realize, like for those who didn't know the forest, the original game was one of the most popular, like breakthrough indie successes of early access from steam a couple of years ago. And like, this was the game I was talking with our friend show, Mike, and he was like talking about like who should move out of the way of this. And I said, the one game I said that does not have to run right now from anyone is probably sons of the forest because I just knew that game had a huge install base. It does not matter that it doesn't get press that this is the kind of thing that PC gamers go towards just like every single time. Uh, can I officially say, I think this is a game you teased that you wanted to play. It might've been. Yes. <laughs> so that, do we record that? Yeah, I, I have to say, I never played The Forest, uh, and I thought it was something, I knew it was horror-based, but I thought it was something more akin to uh, to Rust, like an actual online type thing, which is what, yeah. you know, like that kind of commitment made me worrisome, but then I was telling Sean earlier, there was a description I heard of what the setup was, and then I realized, oh, it's a tree puncher, aka you get there and you start building up bases, you know, trying to survive. An old tree puncher. Tree yeah. puncher? Yes. Because, yeah, dude, in Rust, John, you land on this beach with a rock. Yeah. And you got to go do work. And if you see somebody else with a rock, you have to rock fight. Tree Puncher <laughs> more so refers to a type of game like where you start out with pretty much no material and you're punching or like doing basic. With a rock. Yeah, like hitting something with a rock or with your fist, a tree to get material so then you can make an axe and then you can, can make you a table. Can you start a fire? Yeah, let me go punch this rock. Pretty uh, much. You got a rock. You need a tree and you can. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. But yeah. Um, so, you know, congrats to them, though. That's that's great. So your topic next week, per Chris, the Sons of the Forest. Yay. John, I really thought you were going to play Octopath Traveler, too. You're letting me down with this with Hogwarts Legacy crap. <laughs> okay, let me go purchase Octopath 2. Per Sean. Rawr. <laughs> Actually, I need I need to go ahead and buy it. I'm gonna buy it. What, what are you gonna get it on? <sighs> I feel loyal to the Switch. I do too, but it's on PS5. But I saw but I saw a PS5 Switch comparison. It was amazing, amazing. Yes. So I might just I don't know. Mm, PS5? Can we play it together? No. no. Well, we can. Like we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm casting this spell. Oh yeah. Well, I'm using oh. the dancer class. <laughs> That's classic. So we yeah, should tango. Uh, we should play together in tango. 
Speaking. I will not depart. If you if we tango together, I will yeah. not depart from you. Nice. Well, speaking of tango departures, uh, Shinji Mikami. I don't know if I said that right. Nailed it. it. You, you nailed it, dude. Yeah. Thank you. I did it. The legendary director of the original Resident Evil and The Evil Within is leaving Tango Gameworks after 13 years. The news comes by way of a tweet from Bethesda saying, quote, we can confirm that Sinji Mikami, don't know if I still got that right, uh, has decided to leave Tango Gameworks in the coming months. We thank him for his work as a creative leader and supporter of uh, mentor to young developers on the Evil Within franchise, Ghostwire Tokyo, and of course, Hi-Fi Rush. We wish him, uh, Miki Mikami-san well in the future and are excited by what lies ahead for the talented developers at Tango. There has been no reason given for his sudden departure and no statement from Mikami himself. <laughs> I think some people have like kind of pieced together that this isn't too shocking because he's had like interviews in the past where he's talked about like trying to go off and do other things in his life. Right. Like outside of evil within someone brought up, like he hadn't direct until he had done that. He had not directed a game for a very long time. Right. He had just been kind of over studios and, and more so investing in other people to give them opportunities to, to do things. Um, and well, to I've never lead. developed a game ever, so he's doing better than me. Yeah, so you know, I wish him, you know, luck. Yeah, I do though, wish him well. I mean, he's yeah. he's a legend. <laughs> well, Hi-Fi Rush is 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 Tango GameWorks' best reviewed game by far. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I wonder if he said to him. I wonder if he said, "Look, this is great, but this is really not what I do." Potentially, um, this is this is really not what I had in mind for this studio. And with the performance of the evil within, with I, I, you know, as far as survival horror goes, I think if you love survival horror, you should at least give that particular game a try. Um, but with you know everything that they've developed over the years, maybe Hi-Fi Rush just was sort of that experiment, saying, "Look, we need to do Tango GameWorks need to be needs to be a different kind of studio." And I maybe he just wasn't there for that. He's maybe. not feeling it, John. Maybe not. Which is fine. I mean, he's obviously good at the genre he's known for. I actually, but I love it though. Cause I bet you it was someone like him. Like when that idea got brought up that probably had the mindset to go like, this was something that was huge in Japanese gaming 20 years ago. Right. This kind of thing. What? We, this Rhythm? is, the, well, yeah, just like in that art the style and everything. And everything yeah. Cause like I said, jet set radio was huge when it, you know, as far as for dreamcast and all that back in the day, that was like one of the three standout games. <laughs> And, you know, you, you would love to see more of that. It's lacking, and it's like, hey, I could bring this back, and this is a good point to, you know, to ride off on. Well, well I've said this before, um, and it's it, it's it's when I, when I saw it and when it finally hit me, I, it kind of blew me away. If you think about it, Resident Evil mm-hmm. and The Evil Within are the exact same title worded differently. Evil yeah. that resides in you and the evil within it's the same game. Well, it's not the same game, but it's like the same title. It's like he just figured out a way to phrase it differently. I think that's crazy. <laughs> it is pretty crazy. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. It's pretty good, John. I wish him well. I will yes. play his next game. Speaking well, of playing. No, 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 no. 
state of play. <laughs> so we had we had one, and I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, all about it. It was fantastic, ish. It was okay, and it I think right. I think we'll want to dive into something here. I'm curious what you guys think about something. All right. Oh. <laughs> Capcom revealed that Zanjif, Lily, and Cami, oh Cami, have all been confirmed for Street Fighter Six, with each character getting a brief showcase of their combat style and abilities. And you guys can interrupt me at any time if you want to interject. Baldur's Gate 3 is finally set to launch on August 31st, and it is coming to PS5, which I think... I can't, I will I can't believe they got the licensing from the Stadia to get that game. <laughs> which, I, yeah, and I think it's the fact that it's coming to consoles is awesome. I, I, I yet to be seen. I don't know if they said it was exclusive to PS5. It or is. If it's it's launch exclusive to PS5 on consoles. Launch exclusive. I will be playing it on my PC. PC That's because you're a snob. Snob. If I had your card, I'd be playing on a PC too. A new Resident Evil 4 trailer has confirmed the return of Mercenaries mode. And we also learned that a special demo of the game will be coming soon. I will be Uh, playing that. uh, Also, breaking news on that particular title, it's going to be coming to PSVR too. It already was sort of the quote-unquote flagship for MetaQuest 2. And people used to give that a hard time because it was like, that's a 12-year-old game and that's your flagship, really. But it was apparently awesome. And Sony's like, yeah, bro, we're going to show you how it's really done. Nice. Money. Okay. Nice. Sony revealed for Sean, specifically for Sean, they actually <laughs> said his name in the presentation. Um, Sean, this is for you. Sony yes. revealed five new games coming to PSVR 2 sometime in 2023. Those games are Foglands, Green Hell, Mm. Synops, Journey to Foundation, and Before Your Eyes. Sean, yes. did anything stick out to you? Yes. Uh, I'll be playing possibly even for the show, depending on what we got around the calendar. Before Your Eyes is one of those games. It's like, yeah. yo. That game is not new. It was a 2D game that's already kind of been out, but they've kind of made it VR. Uh, and it's one of those where it's using that eye thing again, but instead of like people coming at you and you blink, you're gonna like your life's gonna blink before your eyes in the game, and apparently users who've played this game before, they're like, this has all the feels, you know. So I can't okay. wait to dive into that. Excited for you. Mm-hmm. I think it's pronounced Tachaya. I think that's how they said it. An upcoming Wind Waker-like exploration game will be coming to PlayStation Plus Extra tier <laughs> this March. That is so extra. Mm-hmm. So extra, bruh. Do you have the um, extra tier, by the way? Yeah, you do. Can't have so. money, can you? Hey, it's that DJ money. Um, DJ John. Burr, burr, burr. Can you imagine? <laughs> A new the next song I'm about to play. <laughs> this, Did you enjoy that one? Here <laughs> is the theme from the Andy Griffith show. Enjoy. Oh, by the way, by the way, Andy Griffith left Netflix. And I was devastated, but it's now back. Wait, wait, wait. You actually, Chris said a joke that had like some merit because he knows you watch Andy Griffith. Andy How Griffith. old are you? Yeah, Andy John Griffith is a 70 show. year old man. The Andy Griffith show is the greatest sitcom ever made. And if you don't think so, it's because you don't know what you're talking about. Well, here's the it's deal. definitely it's in back the list. On Par- it's, it's back on streaming services. It's on Paramount+. Plus. I gave you ammunition to counter me making fun of the Andy Griffith show. I admitted that I saw an ad for a video game on Golden Girls. 
<laughs> Golden You're Girls like, would be oh, Blanche, don't do that. <laughs> All right. So a new look was revealed for Digital Extremes and Airship Syndicates, Wayfinder, an upcoming action RPG. I actually liked how this looked. But um, Airship Syndicate, for anybody who isn't familiar, they did a game called Battle Chasers a few years back. I think they did the game that was a spinoff of... It was called The Ruined King, but it's a spinoff of that MMORPG. What's that game? And also, they did uh, Darksiders Tennessee. Nice. Now I got one that I know. No, I felt like I've, I felt what's, like I had not existed during those games you mentioned the, before. Uh, what's the... Um, the King? Or MMORPG? The Ruined King was a spinoff of uh-huh. that... I mean, it's it's huge. It's like... Whatever, man. <laughs> old man oh, chat hold on we're gonna find that real quick we're gonna find it you're gonna you're you. gonna slap your foreheads when you when, when you when you read it what's it called league of uh, legends league of legends that's right you're welcome now airship didn't do it <laughs> they did the spinoff okay so I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that they developed league of legends for john league of legends <laughs> is the ruined king what <laughs> all right um, the biggest reveal yet for Suicide Squad, and this might end up being a secondary topic for the show, uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League showed off the game's combat, RPG, and live service elements. Mm. We also saw extended gameplay of Harley Quinn and the game and the gang in action, which is, is Boomerang, Captain Boomerang, sorry, Shark, King Shark, and uh, Deadshot, I think, are the four. Am I, yes. am I missing any? No, you're right. All right. So Rocksteady also revealed post-launch support to include cosmetic battle pass, gear score mechanics, and upgradable weapons. Not what people were expecting, as it turns out. Where's Peacemaker? <laughs> That's funny. Hey, look, new characters are... I'm sure new characters are going to be added at some point. <laughs> he would fit to basically what this game looks like it is, which is, I mean, mm-hmm. it looks like a single or co-op third-person shooter that you just go around the city jumping and using either a jetpack or some sort of device that's unique for each character to float and shoot big purple orbs on enemies. And as John says work towards you know grinding to level up your gear score so so, so destiny two is, players will be excited <laughs> look look rocksteady is one of the most celebrated developers over the past 15 years maybe sure you know um to be honest with you i don't know what i was expecting of suicide squad the game didn't make sense to me as a concept um until last week and i'm probably ladies and gentlemen going to be the only one out of the three who said that once who who believes once this game became division two i was all about it (laughs) i'm officially together i'm officially excited for suicide squad but from what i'm hearing and I, i can i can honestly say i understand what i'm hearing is the community as a whole is mm. rather disappointed in what this game and how this game was introduced, Chris, to be included. Chris, can you expand on that a little bit? And Sean, of course, yeah, like turn it over to you. It, you want to go first, Sean? Or go ahead, man. 
Oh, okay. Um, I think like just looking at this from afar, it, first off, it feels like something where the best case scenario is going to be something like Marvel Midnight Suns, right? A lot of people did not play Marvel Midnight Suns. I don't think anyone that is in the Marvel fandom was looking for that kind of game when it came to, you know, Firaxis making it. But on the other hand, you forget Firaxis is a great developer. Everyone who has played that game through has come back glowingly saying it's one of their best games, if not their best overall, right? Um, and, you know, that doesn't mean like that couldn't happen here. To John's point, Rocksteady is one of the best developers of the last 15 years, and they've earned that respect, and they very well might produce something that is well-balanced and plays well. But I don't think, and I mean, if Avengers can do it with actual superpowers and a you know, much more diverse play style out there, if they can't do it, I don't see how this game is going to appeal people to come into the DC fandom when you're talking about literally it looks like four players doing the exact same thing, right? Everyone's got guns. Everyone's just jumping around shooting and it's about leveling up the gun level, you know, in your equipment. That's not what I want. And I'm guessing what happened here is that Warner brothers a couple of years ago when Rocksteady was trying to figure out what they were going to do next, probably came with a directive of saying, we're looking at things like destiny and how popular and how long of a tail they have for us to make money. You need to make something that can be a service that can live on, after the initial month of release, right? And keep making us money. Unlike say the Arkham games, which sure sold great, but like we all know, like Arkham Knight has been on game pass since day one, right? And every single steam sale, every Arkham game is heavily discounted out there for purchase, which is great for, you know, gamers, but like, you know, I get it from the corporate side. That's what they want. Well, maybe the original idea was to make a justice league game, and Rocksteady came back and said, you can't make that game. We can't with tech the way it is right now. That game is not going to effectively work where if I have Superman and Batman on the same field, I can really balance it and make it work and play well. Right. Like uh, clearly you haven't seen BVS. Right. So, you know, instead, what do you do? You find a way to make this work. Suicide Squad, you can have guns. Sure. But again, it's it's like. It just looks like a shooter that is wrapped in a cosmetic of Suicide Squad. Yeah. Doesn't seem like what you like with King Shark. King Shark, I am not wanting a gun. King Shark, I want to be the big brute that runs through a wall and right. just destroys everyone. When I'm Harley Quinn, I want to have a baseball bat swinging at people and making, you know, crazy things like, oh, pudding, you know, and all that and throwing like maybe gas grenades. With Captain Boomerang, I want to be jumping around throwing those boomerangs exclusively. And maybe the only one that should have a gun that makes sense is freaking Deadshot. You know? Right, right, right. And I want all his gadgets, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Chris. And, and you, you just led right into what I'm thinking. I saw this and I was like, oh, oh, no. It just felt like we're getting a just a really... Just another third-person shooter. Yeah. Um, And that's... That kind of let me down. And my first thought was, as I'm watching it, well, at least Spider-Man's still coming out. I know that's a whole different universe and whatever. But it, that that's my mind was going to that while I was watching it. Like, And I was like, I don't know, man. 
this had a trailer and I thought the other trailer I saw that would probably be the game even most compared to it, though, I don't think it's a gear game, right? Redfall had a trailer released and I thought that was Redfall's best job of finally selling that game on that trailer. I kind of wish they had put that in the director, uh, you know, the direct they had last month instead of what they actually had in there. Cause I just think it summarizes it better. I'm much more excited today to play Redfall in probably about a month or so ago. That would have not been in my mind. I would have said, yes, rock steady suicide squad. Let's go, you know, but we'll see. I hope it's good. Somebody in, uh, I, I, I went down in the YouTube chat. Somebody said, ah, oh, yes. Captain shotgun, King M60, Harley, Spider-Man and Deadshot with a jetpack. Amazing stuff, lads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Did you I don't know. Look at the footage and go. You know, I looked at yeah. for what it for what it is. You know, mm. take take the take the Suicide Squad skins off of it. Sure, maybe. Did it, but did it look incredible gameplay wise to you guys? It looked fluid. <laughs> Sorry, it looked fluid. Such a, such a sweet question. <laughs> the one big thing I did notice, uh, not maybe not so much the combat. Hey, John Ra- John Rambo's here, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's geared he, up. He's like, I need you guys. Does it at least look cool. Can we have fun? We're friends. <laughs> I thought the combat looked fluid, John, and I thought the while maybe the immediate stuff right below you, I couldn't always see the artistic style right up front. When they actually panned out and showed the full city, I was like, that's what I think. Like people that were critical of Gotham Knights for it that's what they're talking about. Like they really know how to make a city pop, right? Like as far as the visuals Um, and that, that looked cool for Metropolis. I did think that was good. Uh, They did emphasize it. And this is the first time I remember it. Maybe they said it before, but this is when it really sank in that this is a, this timeline takes place in the, in the Arkham Knight series. I was like, wow, I'm sure maybe they said that before, but the fact that it kind of, exists in that universe kind of adds a little bit more to my interest. Um, and you know, I, I'm, it's, it's so funny to me and it's not, it's not a criticism of you guys because the, the, the com- complaints are valid. The, the, the concerns are valid, mm-hmm. but for all this time, I wasn't sure what it was, but when it revealed what it was, I was like, I was always I was hesitant because I didn't know what it was. Now that I know, I'm like I could play that. <laughs> I'll make you this promise right here. We'll record it. If you get it, I'll play it with you. I'm Harley Quinn. <laughs> I'm, I want to be uh, Deadshot. So I was gonna say that. Cool. I, I want to be King Shark. Who I was gonna it? say that you were gonna be that too. That's amazing. Ham. Uh, <laughs> and I and I want to point out a, a Twitch chat we got from uh, our good friend Draven. Uh, he said, I've noticed lots of people saying it won't play like Batman games, which is fine because it isn't a Batman game. I kind sure. of agree with that statement, too. I'm fine with that. Yeah, good good point right there. Good way to tie it up in a good old, uh, you know, button that up, as they say. It ain't going to play like Batman, Sean. Uh, well, Nintendo, you don't know. Al- Nintendo also ain't going, bruh. Uh, and yeah, let's go ahead and uh, talk about this for a minute. Pivot! We recently reported that all three major platform holders were not attending E3. Nintendo has confirmed with IGN that it will not be attending the event slated for June. Here's the quote. We approach our involvement in any event on a case-by-case basis and are always considering various ways to engage with our fans. Since this year's 
E3 show didn't fit into our plans, we have made the decision to not participate. However, we have been and continue to be a strong support of the ESA and E3. And that's the end of the quote. We'll finish it with this. Uh, With E3 three months away, uncertainty is the name of the game. Yeah. Um I got to I got to call out Nintendo for this. Um it was hurt John? No, no, no. It, it, I'm not hurt by it, but please 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 don't say that you support the ESO if you're not attending E3. Just don't say that. Just stop wasting your breath with that with that kind of PR crap. I mean, maybe and just maybe um they didn't take into account E3 this year because maybe maybe they had their schedules aligned a couple of years in advance. Maybe they didn't realize E3 was technically happening. I'll give them that much. But don't sh- don't say you're not coming to E3 while simultaneously saying you support ESO. Just don't. Microsoft has said the same thing virtually that they support the efforts of the ESO. They sit on their board. Stop doing this if you Oh no. And participating at E3 Please stop saying that because you don't. And this isn't a, this isn't a question of whether I think E3 should exist or not. Just stop saying this crap. If you want E3 to die, then kill it. Then kill it. But otherwise, your words ring hollow. And just, just put E3 in Suicide Squad and we'll shoot it with a gun third person wise. <laughs> What's the gear score when you killed it? <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. I'm guessing, ladies and gentlemen, you you saw me criticize Nintendo. It happened. I'm guessing it only goes on still. If uh, I mean Ubisoft said they're in, they need Square. If Square comes and is willing to give them a you know conference of some sort, what do they? What do they do? I mean, because like spoken (laughs) to. Well, no, I mean like like remember like Bethesda had its moment. Well, Bethesda's with Xbox now. Yeah, you know. What if Amazon go? Amazon needs to go. <laughs> I, Please say Google pre-purchased a. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they just maybe they just ride this one out, and then next year. I mean, I think it is on part the ESO's responsibility, and I don't know. You know, of course, we don't have privy to backroom disc- discussions, but like, there has to be an idea of like why. That's the thing you would be asking them. Uh, is like what would get you back here and if that's the case they need to figure out a way to make the show work where they can get them back there and make it work otherwise yeah uh, it, it's it's over you know like i think a long term it's just gonna die if not this year probably next year or the year after i gotta call you guys out uh-huh <laughs> you sons of you know what have been saying eso this whole time and every time ESA. you say it yeah. I'm thinking of Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls Online. Online. Yeah. John it is ESA. <laughs> okay. John corrupted me. Yeah. It was, was killing me for you said it a few times and, and then Chris said it because you said it, so it's essentially your fault. You said it first, actually. Run the tape. Run <laughs> the tape. You Oh no. You I think you said it in the in when you were reading the news. I'm happy. No, you know, I'll, I will I will defend Sean on this. He said ESA. I don't need you to defend Sean. Yeah. I need you to defend me, Chris. I appreciate it. No. Uh, If I have a choice, guys. Let's put some space between those choices. I will defend Space Bang. Space Bang. I like that. Instead of an inside thing. 
speaking of Spacer's Choice, though, the Outer World Spacer's Choice Edition has officially been announced and will be an improved version coming to PS5, Xbox Series, and PC on March 7th, 2023. The game will include all DLC and will come with, quote, higher resolution graphics, a dynamic weather system, overhauled lighting and environments, improved performance and load times, enhanced details on characters, and increased level cap, and much more. <laughs> there's a lot of vans in there. Yeah, there's um, a lot of stuff going on. I really hope... I am, I am so here for this. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. <laughs> I, What's the deal with everybody being excited to play games that are already out there? They just look better now. Game of the year. <laughs> 2020. Like I'm so, it's mind-boggling to me, and I think I think people like people that make this game. Mm. Uh, when they were going through the pandemic, they're like, "Look, man, what can we do to just make the one we already made better?" <laughs> I'm excited. Well, let's for... not go build a whole new one. I don't know if I don't well, know. I don't know if Chris. I don't know if Chris remembers this, but I think the greatest introductory trailer announcement for a game of Ever. all time was Outer Worlds 2. If you haven't seen that trailer, please go watch that trailer. That thing had me rolling in the floor laughing so hard. Perfect meta humor, if you will, of of all gaming trailers. It was so good. I I, am all about this. If you haven't played the Outer Worlds, wait a few days and get it on on March 7th. But my only question, I I didn't have a chance to research this because it wasn't in the news. What happens? What is it? What is it with Game Pass? Is it automatically on Game Pass, or do you have to go buy it yourself? Either way, I'll do what I need to do. But knowing, I wasn't sure what they were going to do there. Knowing them, usually when the default version is out, it's the default, and then you buy the DLC. Right, is how it works. But I want to say whenever they've put out collections, then that gets replaced, and this would be the default version. I'm more interested for people who don't who have already bought the game on say PS4, Xbox 1, right? And now have upgrade and also PC players. Uh I imagine I know what the answer is for PC, but I really do hope that at the very least if you don't want to go buy this new edition, it means that you're going to get a free visual upgrade right for the uh for your version of the game. That would be really nice. Even on Game Pass. Yeah. I think so. For not, free? Because they're making you upgrade it. They're making you upgrade yeah, it. I think well, you're upgrading it for seven bucks, right? I don't know. I didn't see what the price was in the article or I just saw the headline. Um, but you know, if it's PC, I would imagine has to be and like PC never charges for visual upgrades, pretty much. It, it's it's a rarity, right? Unless you're completely putting out a new product. Um so I don't know. But I, I just, you know, Witcher 3's upgrade was free. Cyberpunk's upgrade was free. Um, so, you know, I would like to see that too for this. Just so people can take benefit without having to go out there and, you know, upgrade, pay more money just to give a little bit of a visual enhancement. But that's just me. Sweet. I'm here for it. I'm going to play it. Game of the year 2023. Only if it's free. <laughs> you know what the DLC of the year is going to be though, guys. Yeah, it's Spacer's Choice. It's Spacer's Choice. Just talked about it. If I have to hear this next thing, I'm going to be upset. (laughs) And I'm going to have to hear it. John, just do it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, 
there's a shadow looming. A shadow of the Erd Tree. From Software has officially announced Shadow of the Erd Tree, an upcoming DLC. From Software has confirmed the DLC is in development, but no release date has been announced. And the news comes by way of a tweet from the official Elden Ring and From Software Twitter accounts. The news comes comes just days after the one-year anniversary of its release, and Elden Ring has sold over 20 million copies worldwide, 30 million more than Red Dead Redemption 2. Wait, I might have that backwards. Yeah, that's backwards. Yeah. But, gentlemen, let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready to get hurt again. Did we just get a let's go from Chris? I'm I'm ready to get my heart broken. Turn it up! To (laughs) find out my character is, once again, just a POS that just gets abused yeah, by totally nerf everything you built up right <laughs> uh but yeah i can't wait um everyone's been anticipating and just kept waiting because they always do a dlc usually about a year afterwards yeah no no release window but hey make it and i shall play it because it is that good i mean we still gotta play it together I'll make understand. it and i will play it <laughs> make it i will pay that man it would I was, me and his manny. I was actually talking to somebody about about this game in the cafe today at work, and he said that he just started playing it. He got a hold of it, got a got a copy of it, and he was like, I, "I've." I, and I said, "And I." The first thing I said was, "Have you played Sekiro?" He goes, "No, I haven't played that one or any other ones because this one, this one's different. It just it." And I said, "It lets you breathe, doesn't it?" Yes. He goes, "Yes." Yes, it lets you breathe. He goes, the challenge is there, but because of that vast open world, it lets you take a breather between everything. Except like, for, yeah, I, totally I took Except a for forever Sean. breather from that game. <laughs> well, unfortunately for Sean, whenever he would get to the boss he couldn't beat, he would just happen to run around the corner and there'd be a, another ogre waiting for him. He'd be like, hey, buddy, smash. <laughs> <laughs> ogre, smash. <laughs> oh. Terrible. John, you remember that ogre? Yeah, it's still. You know what? It haunts your dream. I'm firing it up right now. Let's do this. <laughs> you had a panic attack when you saw it in uh, Harry Potter, right? And did Hogwarts Mike Legacy. did Mike restart Sekiro and give up as well? We don't want to talk about Mike's failures. We only talk about his platinums. Yeah, all his platinums. Yeah, yeah, all of his platinums. Speaking of Mike, do you think he's good or evil? I he's probably beyond good and or evil. I don't know. Um, evil. You see what we did there. Uh, so the headline reads: "Beyond Good and Evil to Departure." Huh. Well, that's because more development woes for Beyond Good and Evil Two, as a report says that the developer Ubisoft Montpellier. Montepelli? Mont PA. Monta something. I don't know. French words. Mont PA is undergoing a major leadership uh, shakeup. According to Kotaku, uh, once again, Ubisoft Montpellier staff were informed that the managing director was no longer with the company. Gee, Gil, ya, Gil uh, is this for real? Yame Carmona. Yep, I said it right. First try who has been with the company for two decades, had been away from the role for the entirety of 2023, 
with the official announcement being made only recently to staff. That's kind of shady. Oh, my God. It was also reported that Ubisoft Montpellier <laughs> is facing a labor investigation from local government authorities due to uh, employee abuse. That's that's no good. You know, talk about, talk about Metroid Prime 4 never coming out. This game doesn't exist. It's gone, dude. It's this gone. game, yeah. I, I can't believe they haven't canceled it. Like it with all their problems as a company, right? Not just this game's problems on top of that. You would think they're going like, okay, this is a single player game. It's not gonna have a you know humongous sales tree. It's not gonna be something that has a long tail for us as far as profit. Let's just cut our losses and move on. But maybe that's just something that's really close to their heart because you know it is one of their games from all those years ago. But Big, one know. of their games of yore. Yes. But that didn't sell very well to begin with. No. That's because people didn't play games back then. What? That's yeah, what I hear. Where were you two? Where was I? I was uh, <laughs> pause the recording and I'll tell you where I was. <laughs> was was this exclusive to Xbox? I don't think so. Let's hey man, we have the power of the internet about don't what? look it up. We should know uh, this. No, because AI is going to take over anyway. Right? AI from Bing. <laughs> oh, I think, Bing. I think Google's AI goes live next month. Let's hope AI, let's hope Bing's AI does not. Oh, ever no. Survive. Beyond Good and Evil was a 2003 action adventure video game that was developed and published by Ubisoft for the PlayStation 2. Microsoft Windows, Xbox, just Xbox. <laughs> was it on GameCube? And the GameCube platform. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Nice. So where were you? <laughs> uh, I was in college, you know, trying to graduate. Yep, perfect <laughs> <Me> time. <laughs> Me too, John. <laughs> uh, so, oh. Sean, uh, yeah, Octopath, PC or PS- PS5, bro? Really? Yeah, I don't even. I'm gonna just hit my PC with a bat, baseball bat. Hanging out with Chris and Mike here, like about their PCs, it's just exhausting. Sorry, guys, I can't podcast anymore. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll do it on my phone. <laughs> You'll do it on the PSVR too. I'll, exactly, or I'll get a, I'll get one of those like eye lapel adapters. If and you I have a little lapel mic, but if you did that, if you Chris hit with a bat, me. we would have to probably wrap it up, right? I mean, this might be the one time. Just to be safe. Electronic mail from the future. <laughs> well, if you want to be very cool and have your email read, this is the part of the show where that can happen because we call this part of the show emails, like you just heard. Uh, our official email address is weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And we got a few we're going to read today. Uh, and boys, I'll let you, of course, like always, go first. Uh, guys, I don't mean to throw a gigantic wrench into the show, 
<laughs> but I might have to, in support of my beloved wife, jet in about 10 minutes. Would that completely derail this thing? Uh, only because it's you and you're a big impact. Yes, but I think at this point you should say goodbye and, and go we got it from go? here. We got it from here, buddy. You yeah. should uh, you should leave your camera on. Or, or I should. Or, you want to do yeah. that? Okay, I can yeah. do that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there oh, it God. is. <laughs> oh, oh no. God. Got to post in hey, hot be tubs. Got to post streets, in hot man, tubs. And, and if we can do anything, let us know. All right. Be good. We'll do. Thanks, man. Yes. Well, Chris, it's you and me for emails. Uh, I'll take the two Harry Potter ones. That's not fair. I'm the big. Okay. I just saw them there, but no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, go ahead. You go first, though. All right. Alejandro wrote in. I know you're shocked. I'm shocked. Uh, who Who is this? Yeah, right. First time writer. <laughs> Long time listener. Gentlemen, to confess, I zoned out during the last podcast because I am one of the few persons on the planet who isn't a Harry Potter fan. Don't get me wrong, it's not that I dislike Wizarding World. The movies were fun, and I even read one of the books, but it never bewitched me. See see what he did there? That's wordplay, Sean. Um, yeah. As such, I won't be playing Hogwarts Legacy for two reasons. First, I would feel awkward, sort of like a vegetarian going to Sony, Sonny's Barbecue. Sure, yeah, they can yeah. have the mac and cheese, but why not go someplace else? From Chris's review, it sounds like the game is a so-so open-world RPG, and there are plenty of options in that category. Uh, the second reason is... Uh, hold up, Chris. What about Sean's review who said it was amazing, Alejandro? Who said that it was a great open-world, but to your point, if you're not a fan of the Harry Potter universe, yeah, you probably tended to side with Chris's review. Okay, I'm done, Chris. Yeah. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Uh, the second reason is that there should be an apostrophe in the game's title, like my email compatriot, Johnny. Uh, I'm very particular when it comes to punctuation, because uh, he, he thinks it should be Hogwarts, as in possessive legacy. Got it. Uh, so here's a question. Have you ever felt alienated from an IP or brand because it failed to impress you, yet it was beloved by the rest of the world? Enchantingly yours, Alejandro Sent, oh no! This was sent from Sean's PlayStation VR 2's broken USB. No, <laughs> we don't want that. Uh, right, that's funny though. You always have the best sent froms. No pressure. Yes, uh, Chris, have you ever been alienated from an IP or brand? Um, it? because it simply because it failed to impress me, or, or um, you felt alienated for some reason. Yeah, is is Walmart beloved? <laughs> so. You're going that, Walmart. Yeah, yeah, Chris is not. He's not a fan of the Walmart. No. Uh, but fun fact, I was with Chris recently in a Walmart, and it was very awkward. It was fantastic. I hated being there. I know. I could. I know. And it's I like could tell. I, it's not like like I don't have some moral. Like I had a one of my old roommates was like morally objected towards Walmart. Right. I don't have that. Like I'm like, hey, you know, capitalism. It is what it is. Right. It's just more of like. I don't get it. There are places that offer better products, better customer service, better layout, better everything. And it's just like, no, man, I go to a place with a big warehouse that I just walk around and there's things there. And, you know, then I'll stay in line for 20 minutes. I hate it. it. It drives me nuts. But I also understand, you know, I don't live in a remote area, so I have a lot of 
options, options as far as yeah, yeah. yeah and i do remember when i lived in milledgeville that was the option so i totally get it as far as uh, something that's practical for people i just do not like it never have uh i gotta i, I cannot think of anything that i either felt alienated from or a brand that just didn't impress me uh right off the top i really don't i i i, I kind of like I don't hate, and I'm not implying that Chris hates things. Mm. Um, oh, uh, no, I can't say that either. Why? Can't I don't you? know. I don't know, dude. I, I really don't have. Why anything. can't you say it? Just say you hate. No, I was gonna originally say Universal Studios <laughs> uh, hey. because I got so sick on all those rides because a lot of them are VR. Funny enough, rides. Um, but that seemed kind of lame, so that's why I said no. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I tend to try to give everything a shot, and even a second shot when I shouldn't. Sure, that's kind of kind of person I am. But really good email as always, Alejandro. Um, do you want to go or me? Yeah. I, I'll go. Yeah, Is yeah there, go. I, I'll I'll literally give you the other Harry Potter one. That'll be funny, right? Uh, this is from our friend uh, John Marcel. The title <laughs> reads "Dead Space" again. Yeah. Uh, hey guys. Hey. Hey. Uh, I finished Dead Space and wanted to share my thoughts. This is by far the scariest game I've ever played. <laughs> if you recall my previous email, I never played the original game. I do remember that. So this was a brand new experience for me. Uh, this game constantly had me on edge. Even when you aren't fighting anything, you're hearing scrapes and rattles that makes it sound like something is creeping up on me. At one point, I thought I heard an enemy creeping around, so I was walking around with the ripper aimed in front of me. Turns out what I was hearing was the blade spinning when you aimed the <laughs> ripper. But that's just how good the sound design is. And you heard Chris give you a chuckle right there because I think he knows what that means. Mm -hmm. uh, my most memorable, memorable moment from the game is when I decided to try running past some enemies and into the next room. Not knowing if they could open the door, I aimed the plasma cutter at the door in preparation. They went through the vents and came up behind me. <laughs> I was panicking, as you can imagine. Uh, the voice acting for Isaac is fantastic, too. I, I can't imagine him being a silent protagonist, considering what kind of situation he's in. It's, it's hard to believe he would just be silent, but that's a great change. Also, he sounds like Paul Rudd to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll play the entire game imagining this was Ant-Man fighting Necromorphs. That's pretty funny. Uh, if anyone is on the fence about this game, it's definitely worth the money especially if you enjoy horror games and didn't play the original like myself. Thank you guys for all the amazing episodes y'all do and keep up the great work. Uh, this was sent, of course, from our friend John Marcel. Thank you so much, John. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Chris agrees with what you said, I think. For sure. He's definitely right about the, uh, you know, the sound design. That's, that's one of the best things about the game. I made sure to play it with headphones on the whole entire time for that exact reason he's he's right like you take something like the uh, the ripper blade you know and they do this consistently like where certain audio triggers make you think something's coming and it could just be nothing which you know every time you start to relax and unpucker your butthole uh that is when it is a necromorph and hell comes at you fast uh next up this is this is titled John Avada Kedavra is the way he spelled it. Uh, he says, 
<clears throat> and it's from Christian. He says, Dear fellow Hogwarts attendees and fellow Hufflepuffs. Yeah, that's me. I'm that's a Hufflepuff. You. I cannot um, express me. how in love I am so far with Hogwarts Legacy. It is, to me, the single greatest video game I've played to date, currently sitting at 20 hours. I got to level 15 in a single day uh, of playing. So, um, wait, I didn't realize this. He never put periods. Is this that? I don't know. Do I, I don't think read? he, I think he was in a hurry to get this in. You don't. And I think he forgot. He put, definitely put some dot, dot, dots at the end. Do I have to try to do this as a run on? I would like to see you try to do this. All right, I'll get my attempt. Uh, let's restart here we, here this. Here we go. Dear fellow Hogwarts attendees and fellow Hufflepuffs. That that was a sentence. There's a period at the that's, end of that. There's a period, yeah. I cannot express how in love I am so far with Hogwarts Legacy. It is me the greatest single greatest game I've played to date. Currently sitting at 20 hours, I got to level 15 in a single day of playing. I got so engrossed I forgot to eat my wife's fury when she found out around the seven-hour mark my only grip that keeps me keeps this game from being completely perfect in my eyes is the lack of good and proper quidditch mode other than that i love everything to do with this game and can't wait to finish my first run to continue on with the other houses and their respective quests currently playing as a chaotic good hufflepuff followed by a chaotic evil slytherin followed by a peaceful good gryffindor and finally ending with a neutral ravenclaw i am so in love with this game as i am sure at least two of you are as well i must insist on a spoiler cast in the future months as releases begin to dry that we revisit the game with everyone putting more time into it and improving our classes each and every session I hope this run on gave John an aneurysm well it gave me one and as always game on you beautiful wizards and witches you Whew. so that was intended to be a run on nice yeah, good catch I, Chris yes P.S. as the head perfect boy I nearly used my authority as a Hufflepuff prefect to present Punkhead and S. Draven uh, as mods on the Twitch chat. Wands up, fellows, and game the F on. Sent from Hogwarts Kitchen, where I bum butter beer and sweet cakes off of the house house. Nice. Wands up and game on or game the F on for sure. I'm glad you're liking it. Uh, it's pretty dope. And, and you, you got to remember, Chris, Chris's review didn't come from the lack of playing it. That was his thoughts, and a man is you know deserved of his thoughts. The true. next email uh, comes from Tucker, who we know him as uh, Enslayer as well. Uh, the The title of the email is actually a meme from Reddit, so I pulled that up. The meme is, who wins among Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and Potter? At the top of the meme is a picture of Emperor, Emperor Palpatine, and it says, rules the entire galaxy for 30 years. The next part of the meme is Sauron, from Lord of the Rings. The Deceiver. And says, almost conquers entire world twice. <laughs> and the final bottom layer is Voldemort, who says, tries to take over a high school and fails. He's not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> that made me chuckle. Uh, so it says, hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to email you guys last week. No worries, no worries. Uh, things are crazy with school and scholarships and such, so I've been pretty busy. All the seniors out there know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm happy you guys really enjoyed Metroid Prime Remastered and Hogwarts Legacy. Turns out I'm in Sean's wheelhouse, or should I say common house, because I turn out to be a Hufflepuff. Yay. Nice. Quick question. Uh, what are all your Patronuses? Mine's a Pine Martin. I think, mine uh, was I a think weasel. you know yours. I forgot what mine was. 
I really did. I think it's a deer. Hmm. I think I might play Hogwarts sometime in the in the future. Uh, but I'm gonna take it one game at a time and finish Wild Hearts first, Ooh. if I can get Xbox Live. <laughs> I hope you can, buddy. Uh, I'm glad that John's dad heart catheterization went well last week. He would definitely appreciate you uh, saying that. It's truly bizarre how the body can be able to fix itself in ways we could never imagine. You're not wrong. Hope your big man's doing all right, John. Also, I seriously hope that Sean's PSVR 2 arrived last week safe and sound. It sure did. Spoiler. Uh, I really hope <laughs> I really hope you guys would do an, an unboxing. I've got that recorded. I think I may put it up somewhere. Uh, but I think it's safe to assume you're going to just cover the absolute masterpiece that EA and Koei Tecmo have created. Well, um, um, well, I'll get back to you guys in a sec, but Thorin, <laughs> I appreciate the urgency that you have with all of the Tuckers out there, but believe me, you do not need to worry as there are only three of them that have been known to appear recently. That's your boy, the random Tucker from the Callisto Protocol episode, and John's dog. I'm the Tucker that asked about how many other Tuckers there are, as well as the ones who's given you counsel on how to introduce gaming to your inner weeb. <laughs> nice. I literally put my username at the end of every email, so I don't really get how this is a problem. Then again, that might be the joke, and I might have a really bad sense of humor. True. Uh, seriously, love the idea of being a running joke. Makes me wonder what the Discord has said about the whole debacle. <laughs> By the way... The female Tucker was supposed to be a joke, but it turns out that Tucker is a gender-neutral gender name like Alex or Jesse. That's what I thought. Cue in the music, uh, the more you know. Do, do, do. <laughs> also, I noticed that not only the Tucker-verse is real, but we also have a John-verse as well. We have John Barron, the Shrexiest co-host to ever take PTO, John Marcel phone, <laughs> And Johnny catch you on the flip side. Meow, 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 Williams. Fair. <laughs> oh, my goodness. On a more serious note, some pretty crazy stuff happened this past week. Oh, no. My area got hit with one of the worst snowstorms I've seen in a while. It's been a while. We were getting about an inch of the greatest snow on Earth every hour. That's like 12 inches in 12 hours, Chris. Wow, this is crazy right here. Long story short, I slid off the road and almost went over a small cliff. What? Not to worry. I'm in perfect health, and my car didn't get as much as a scratch. Mm -hmm. I'm the luckiest son of a Richard that I got out of that with my life. You're not wrong. That's the, Sean, I know you've never experienced this. The thing I do not miss 100% above anything from the north no. is driving in ice and snow because it's at any moment you you find out real quickly how much control you have of your life. You don't. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. Oh, just real pivot today. For some reason, your boy was at a red light. The turning lane started going, and I was like, oh, it's my turn to go. Hit the gas. We are completely stopped. My truck has this sensor that goes beep, 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 beep. Like almost just crashed into some random guy today because I thought we were going. Yep, that's what's up. But back to the task at hand, though. I couldn't help but notice that Alejandro pointed out that half the games that came out this year so far have been remakes or revisions. Sure. Yeah, he got me thinking, too. Uh, Tucker says they got him thinking. What classic games would you guys want to see get reintroduced in 2023? 
Mm. Other than Resident Evil, John. <laughs> I wonder how a remake of the original God of War would pan out. Mm. It would look a lot better considering that the franchise is older than Dead Space. I've heard about remasters, but I wonder what would happen if we introduced the new mechanics to the original trilogy. I definitely want to see Kratos fight Thanatos in 4K RTX with haptic feedback. That'd be dope. Thank you, uh, thank you guys for all you do and keep it going. Stay classic, but not too classic, boys. And game on. For of course, sure. this was sent by Tucker, aka Enslayer One Seven Three, and this was sent from my unscathed Mario Kart Wild Wing. Nice. That was his car. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm ready to play the uh, Golden Eye uh, Nintendo Sixty Four remaster. Like, give me Golden Eye with today's graphics. Let's do this. Um, I plan next month on getting the remake of System Shock because I never nice. played the original System Shock, and as I said, that's probably one of the most important games ever made. Um, and as far as Koi Tecmo, there's a good chance we may, or at least I may, have a Koi Tecmo game that's coming out Friday that, uh, that you know, I might play, and if if all goes well, cover. Uh, but I don't think we'll be doing the one unless unless John or Sean changes their opinion and runs out and buys Wild Hearts. Um, that that EA published. I I I don't want you to get your hopes up here, <laughs> Sean. You'd be the guy to play it too, man. That's like the Monster Hunter game. I know, man, but that takes so much time. True. Like, what if I you, told you like, it's in VR? I don't know. If, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's go ahead and pivot over to Twitter. Of course, we're on Twitter at Weekly Games Chat. Last week we had a DM that I missed, so I want to go ahead and hit that up first. Mm. Uh, this was this was from at Tony X Trotter, uh, and it says, "Hello, my good fellows. It's been a while. Been a while. So I thought I'd write." I recently played through Red Dead 2 for the first time, and it took over my life. Oh, I did all the side missions. The pacing was slow. It all just added to the depression where the ending would have me go. It's He's a top five game, but I had to move on. Mm. <laughs> he had to break up with it, Chris. Uh, it, so now I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn ooh. and a bit of Days Gone. Chris likes one of those games on the other. Uh, the Chiefs won the bowl. And there yeah. were cheers all through the house. Go Chiefs, right? Chiefs Kingdom are still the champs. You're not wrong. Uh, days later, I attended the parade with my spouse. Hey. Nice. We saw Andy, Patrick, and Travis, and it was fun. Had by all. Nice. First name basis there, Hey, Chris. man, thanks for the uh, for the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Appreciate you. Also, but thanks for the invite for the parade. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, you think, you'd think I was named Richard because we had a ball. <laughs> um. Weekly games chat rules. You hear it all through the mutters. So I wish you all a good week to Sean, Chris, and the wonderful Jeff's brother. <laughs> oh, that will never not make me laugh. Like ever. Please uh, always refer to John as Jeff's brother chat. And uh, please, please. Emailers. Listeners. Uh, we, we got a pretty nice at today, Chris. So I want to definitely highlight this. This is from at VHS forever. Hey. It simply says, at Weekly Games Chat, you guys have been killing it lately the last few episodes. Have been great. Thank you. Keep it up. And I hope you get time to cover Atomic, Atomic Heart because it's awesome. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. There's too many uh, games, Sean. 
the, the, we, we like this problem, believe it or not. Believe yeah. it or not, we like this problem. I have a, a very... Let's just put it this way. The way it's looking, if I need to, I can have a very productive month for, for, for March. And that's even before Resident Evil 4 comes out at the end of it. Ugh. Uh, something happened. Uh-huh. Did we get I don't know what happened, but we were like retweeted and retweeted. I, I got to figure this out for real. Uh, Acid Queen was involved. Oh. Uh, Acid Sugar, sorry. It's got acid stuff everywhere. I mean, he is kind um, of queen and drama queen. Yeah. Um, Wait. The final, I, I don't, I, I kind of get this video. It's kind of funny. There's a glitch video of a bridge in a game that sends this player like to the clouds. <laughs> so the video says, is this the bridge to Terabithia? <laughs> it's kind of funny. And Acid Sugar says uh, Roses for Arthur, Arthur. So this might have been Red Dead Redemption. Oh. My heart's in Lemoyne, but... So that's definitely Red Dead, right? Right? I don't think so. I could be wrong. Well, this guy looks like a cowboy. Oh. On a bridge. I don't remember there... Well, I mean, there are bridges in Red Dead, but I don't know, man. It's been... You need to check it out, Chris. Go to our Twitter and check <laughs> much, it out. Much like, like the listener, guy. you know... Memories of Red Dead have been put into a box to deal with my therapist whenever I actually get a therapist, you know, because of the trauma that that game unfolds with. Yeah, I was trying to I'm sorry, I zoned out for a minute. Yeah, I could uh, tell. you could tell. Yeah, I was trying to follow that Twitter chain. I don't like, like stop, stop going down the chain, Sean. Uh, OK, stop it. Dinner. Stop, stop going down the hole. <laughs> Fine, we need dinner. You're not wrong. Uh, I said it. I said it. Mm. I think we lost a follower. I think somebody unfollowed us, which is hilarious. Oh, well. Because um, I thought we were at a, a nice, easy, even number, and we're not at an even number anymore. Oh, well. But if you want to follow us, uh, of course, Weekly Game Chat's on Twitter at Weekly Game Chat. Uh, the pinned invite is sitting out there for our Discord invite. Discord is where all the cool people hang out. It's the best Discord, I think, in the world. Uh, and you get notified just in case you miss it that we were going live. And I think uh, Chris's personal Twitch, along with my personal Twitch and the weekly game chat Twitch, have all notifications there in case you wanted to catch any of us. They do. Uh, from there. So there you go. Uh, no new uh, Discord emails, Chris. So, hey, man. Hey, man. Ready? Hey, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. This has been episode 393. I want to thank the boys for allowing me and, and you, the listener, allowing me a platform to talk about PSVR 2 and my experience so far. Uh, whether you uh, Wherever you download this podcast, please make sure you leave us a five-star review or a four-star if you like us. And heck, if you don't, say what you feel. You know, that's what it's all about. Uh, if you want to write into us, of course, we just highlighted that. Our official email is weeklygameschat at gmail.com. On Twitter at Weekly Games Chat and our wonderful Discord community sitting there waiting on you to join it if you have not. Shout out to everybody who watches this eventually or did watch it live on twitch.tv. You can be here next time. Just come here and search for Weekly Games Chat and you can see our ugly faces. It'll be fun, I promise. Uh, and with that said, I look to an empty John chair. I look to Chris. I say, Game on, Chris and John. Game on, Sean and John. Your mom's box. Peace out, everybody. 